What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is Brooklyn-based rapper Akai Solo. We talked about childhood trips to Barnes & Noble that turned into trips to the theater, our mutual appreciation for the movie Drive, how a soundtrack can change your opinion of a movie, rappers who rap really well about one subject, the similarities between Black Dynamite and Deadpool, and the creative process behind his latest album, True Sky, produced entirely by Navy Blue. Come fuck with us. What's cracking? Welcome back to, this is number nine? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Real Notes number nine. We're, was, <laughs> wow, <laughs> shit is crazy to say. Um, well, welcome back, Real Notes. Uh, my name is Dylan, this is Cinema Side. Call me whatever the fuck you want, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I've, like I said before, it's just like, it's just second nature. I, I, I don't know why I say this, but I say it. Um, every, so... Um, we got a really special guest on the show today. Someone, someone that I've been fucking with for the last couple of years. Uh, someone who reached out to me on some friendly shit, and we've been on some friendly shit for quite some time. Um, this man is a lot of shit. This man, this man raps. This man produces. This man makes movies in his bedroom. If you yeah. listen to his latest project, and he he'll he'll, he'll tell you that himself. <laughs> we got we got the we got the maestro Akai Solo in the place to be this week my g how you doing thank you for coming on my shit i appreciate it Nah, man i appreciate you especially especially after your run right now like you just every fucking guest is like top tier the conversations matter and it's like it doesn't feel like some microwavable shit so i mean thank you for making me feel like i fit into this framework man no of course you do like <laughs> you know like you're making you're making some you're making some of the craziest music coming out of coming out of the east coast right now like not even just new york but like you're making like vital shit and i want to talk to vital people in a some in a kind of vital way i don't know this is this is it's just crazy that this isn't an idea that like is happening now and like we're talking about it so i'm still kind of geeked about that so yeah like thanks again bro like oh, no problem bro wow so um this shit come out of your head sorry to derail again but just no it's cool remember watching it come out of your head and then now it's in the real world and then it's like it's being received so well i'm just mad happy for you yo man yeah and you've and you've been so supportive too like you really really have and like i can't tell you i can't tell you how much i appreciate that you know just like on some on some on some like on some like good person shit so thank you (laughs) I'm gonna start this with the same question I ask everybody when we do these. Um, phrased a little differently because I'm finally I'm finally doing that now. So, what's the first movie experience you remember having? Like not e- like like it could be the first time you went to the movies or like the first time you saw a movie like at home or or at someone else's house. Like, what was your first experience with a movie? Um, I feel like it was probably. The first thing that comes to my head for some strange reason is a uh, Spider-Man. Uh like the like the first one out of the Sam Raimi trilogy. Obviously I had to have seen movies before then cuz that's terrible. But nothing else really like stuck to me like Shrek. I had Shrek on VHS but like fuck Shrek. <laughs> like I like I think Shrek is dumb as hell and it's like for what is for what it means to like, you know, 
childhoods and like, I don't know, some sort of external representation of, of fantasy happiness. That's cool that people are able to go to a place with a, with a, with a donkey that sounds like Eddie Murphy and have mad fun. <laughs> but like, I wasn't able to like rewatch that shit. Every time I rewatched that movie, a part of me died. So I guess as a as a result of that, just from how fucking bad I felt it was, like I began memorizing what was happening. It got to the point where you know the movie, and it was just like I would know when it was on. I would hear the fucking DreamWorks shit in the other room, and I'm like, "Who's turned this on? Like, go on, go to TNT or something." So that's probably why I repress Shrek. But, so, um, real quick, okay, I okay. So first of all, that's funny as hell to me because have you seen I Am Legend before? Yes. So you so so you remember in I Am Legend how Will Smith was doing the same shit when um uh, Alice Braga and her son were at the TV and he was just like doing all of Eddie Murphy's lines and shit like from Shrek. Yeah. Shrek I Am Legend. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's like a whole scene where it's where and like it's the scene where it's supposed to be showing that like his whole psyche just broke. So it's just him like staring blank face at the TV and doing like Deciding. the ones. Yeah, doing the one scene where Donkey's talking about making waffles. It, it, it's the scene where Shrek and Donkey are in the house talking about I'm making waffles. <laughs> so that so that just reminded me of that. And uh, um, um, yeah, the movie I just, that I'm most proud of recalling is Spider Man. My aunt took me to the theater, and like there would be this ritual type of thing where like I was just getting in. I had just I was beginning to get into anime, and my, I had a homie at um at school. His name was Alfredo bless that dude he had manga and he had volume four of naruto and he let me borrow that shit i read the entire thing at lunch and after i did that i was just like what the fuck is this this is crazy <laughs> and i knew what dragon ball z and stuff was but like that i'd never gotten such an offbeat like tangent like ninjas this blonde haired ninja and everything so i told my aunt about that and there was a barnes and nobles right next to the movie theater i'll go to the movie theater on court street and every time before the movie would end, like we'd get the um get the tickets, we'd have some like a uh, layover time, and she'd take me there and she'd buy me a book, she'd buy me a manga, and I would read that shit before the movie even started. I'd finish the whole thing before <laughs> the trailer even got you know got there. So it became this ritual. Every time we would go to that movie theater and I would see anything, like I would go upstairs, do my little rounds, and then I'd bring her something, and then she'd buy it for me. And like she always wanted me to be reading and shit, so it was just like it worked. I was able to dupe her for a while that this was like <laughs> thermodynamics or some shit, but it was just like just. And I mean, she knew obviously they were graphic novels, but just the fact that like that her nephew was able to put his head in some type of literature was, I guess, like the the, the saving grace on why she was so on board with it. But yeah, Spider Man, that was it. Like I came out that theater like. <laughs> <laughs> over i was like nah this is crazy yeah bro we all did like that was yeah like i remember when that movie came out too because i was like oh two i want to say and like and because like that was uh because it was like that and like the x-men movie that kind of like really blew everything up like for us at least like bro, when Cyclops <laughs> died bro like first five minutes of that movie she turned that man into dust i was like oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and his fucking glasses just float bro, by. His glasses yeah. floating. I'm like, that's all that's left. Get this man out of here. Zip him up. Yeah. The bet. The, and and like that's the best scene in that movie too because that that that's from the third movie and that movie's garbage. <laughs> but... bro, that whole movie is dumb as hell just because it's like yeah. I mean I get Dark Phoenix a bit. My whole problem with like the 
the, the cinematic conversions of these movies is that what they choose to not be consistent with from the source material is like detrimental to the entire progression of the plot to me. I'm just like, yo, yeah. this element was the whole reason why they beat Thanos. And you took that. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that's why he smoked y'all for two thirds of the movie. Yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. But, and that, yeah, and then even the whole like death thing not being in Avengers, um, I'm Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Like, I, I, like, I kind of would have. I really liked those two movies, but I would have appreciated it more if they had just like committed to the whole like Thanos wanted to destroy half yeah, the universe dead. because of death. Like, I it, it, it's just like okay, like I, I just wanted to do that. It's like he's like he's scary because he's like already committed to the he's already committed to the thinking that he's like right. And that's what yeah, makes him a really his ideology. There's no changing Thanos. Like that's the right. thing. Yeah, that's what makes him so crazy. So like, he's gonna die on that hill or take right. him. Exactly. I just th- I just think the death was th- the death thing would have added a, a like it, it just would have given it a little more like depth. I want to say I don't know. Like I just did it's just it's just. Did they, sorry to cut you off. Did they no, that's cool. Relationship with death in any of his movies? I don't remember. Not yet. Not yet. Like <laughs> that's that's key to me. Cause he's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and there's a, a and there's a and there's a whole bit like 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 later on in the comics where like he has a relationship with Death, and then and then they break up, and she never wants to see him again. So she makes it that he literally cannot yeah, die, yeah. like <laughs> not even not even off the healing factor shit no more. Like he just literally can't die, like sexual type one immortality, like broken. And he didn't even ask. <laughs> Yo, like it, it's yeah, like that's um <laughs> excuse me. I wanna um I wanna come uh, I wanna come back, I wanna put a pin in that real quick because I wanted to go back to the whole like you getting into anime because of seeing so like so like you reading manga for the first time, that was the thing that happened directly after you saw the first Spider-Man. That happened right like before. Like, this was things that was happening to me like when I was at school, like social. Mm, okay. One of my okay. classmates had a manga. Like I was already familiar with like the tsunami lineup, and I saw uh, slivers of Adult Swim, so I had my like sprinkle. And it was that, and then after that, it was like it was a, it was a domino effect of events that led up to me seeing that movie, and which was what gave me the the ingredients to know what I wanted. From Barnes and Nobles, and it was like I was. A, it was a trip to like the New York Hall of Science, and there was an employee there, and he had a Naruto headband tied around his neck. And like, in hindsight, I now know he was like a typical like you know black anime fan. Like he had like blue in his hair, like all that shit. And he just blew our minds. He's like, you guys like you guys like Naruto, you know you like Sasuke. You, he, could you imagine if you left the village? And we were just like this high, like what the fuck. And this is when YouTube was coming up too. So right. like, I just got the computer into my room and finessed it. And I was just like, I just sat there on YouTube watching AMVs and with all of this like content that was not being broadcasted on my screen. So that's, that's when I realized, oh, wow, Japan. Whoa. <laughs> and that's when I found like manga on like illegal sites. And I'm like, wow, there's like 300 chapters here. Why am I reading volume four? And, and then like, that was what like, me in that hole so by the time that all happened and i had inculcated all of that into my brain every time i would go to the movies i was just like all right so can we peek in here real quick and it was kind of like a 
a dual wielding type of thing with like the American, uh, the Western comics influence with like Spider-Man holding it down and like the occasional Batman flash thing. And it was just like Naruto was strong in it. Cause, cause I, cause I got into Naruto before One Piece. It took me three times to get into One Piece. So it was like, which is ironic because One Piece is like the thing that people like associate me with. And that like, that's the thing that I run with, but like, right. yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, so yeah. So in that case, like this is kind of like a mutation of the second question I usually ask, but like, so like on top of what, on top of the first movie that made you fall in love with movies, what was the first, what was the first anime you remember watching that made you be like, shit, like, this is my shit. Like, uh, well, the first I'll do the anime thing first because this is a movie thing. So I want to end it on the movie thing. The first anime that like, made me fall in love with the shit was probably uh, um, it's a toss up between like, it could be Roroni Kenshin, it could be Yu Yu Hakusho, and it could be Dragon Ball Z. And it's only because there are different parts of all of those shows that kind of had me be like, uh, and then there were certain parts of all those shows that had me like, nah, I'm never watching Major Glory or Dexter's Laboratory. Like, I'm never watching no <laughs> fucking American thing again. But it was like, it was definitely those. And it's, it's, for the, and it's for the same reasons that anybody will tell you. It was just a breath of fresh air. And the everything was just so much more fluid compared to like Western animation. And that's not to take away anything from Western animation or Western teams, because Ben 10 is cool. And like you know, man of action is far, but I but yeah. I, I be looking at them credits, and there are mad Asian people in on those teams. So like America not low, but I digress. <laughs> but um, yeah. And as far as like movies go, the movie that made me fall in love with movies is man, it's crazy because I feel like I saw this movie so much later in my life, but I watched it off a recommendation from someone that I really respect, and I wasn't disappointed. And it, I just felt like it was, it's a, it's a very good example of a movie that knows it's a movie and takes itself seriously adhering to that thought. And that was Drive. I don't know if you've ever mm. seen But, uh, and like a place beyond the pines. Like Ryan both, Gosling is like- Both of those are tight. Like, I feel like Ryan Gosling is like the type of like white person that most white actors uh, would, would, would try to be if they thought they were playing it safe. Like I don't really see too many crazy things about Ryan Gosling. You know, he kind of like, minds his business for the most part and then he gets his bag he to the point where he gets roles where he doesn't even he doesn't have to do much like he like he barely talks in either of those movies yeah it's like not fuck with that so like because those type of things give the, the universe and the, the things happening around the protagonist the opportunity to carry the dialogue and set the tone so i i feel like when your universe is is compelling enough or or alive enough or seemingly alive enough to be able to carry on the narration or the, the progression of the plot as opposed to like the actual carbon bodies that you put there to do all those human things. I think that's cool. And just everything down to the way of a shot, shading of the um the colors and the scenes to the dialogue, like as brief as it may have felt, dialogue should always feel necessary. And I, I felt like a lot of that shit was necessary. And the soundtrack was beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah so, like, that shit was fire. 
Yeah, drive in particular. Yeah, like yeah, like that was that yeah, like that was a head bust moment for me for sure. Like, cause like I forget what year that came out, but that was like yeah, like that was like the movie where I was like, cause like I had seen Ryan Gosling in a handful of things, like you see the Notebook and all that other shit, and I'm like, but this I've been dodging that. Fix it because it's I like it. It's fine. It's not great, but like it's 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 just one of those movies you gotta watch at least once. You know, okay. like what w- watch their relationship play out, and my man died over a table of chess. It's a weird movie. So it's a really weird movie. But uh, like Drive was, Drive was really something. Like I had never seen an action movie like that before, and like I very much like considered like, like I remember when it came out, and a lot of people I knew compared it to like the Transporter, like the Jason Statham movies, like just because like that was what somebody had told me. And I was like, okay, let me go see what this is about. And just like, just the way it's like you said, just like the way they shot it, like there's a whole bunch of scenes where like everything is kind of in like this day glow kind of shit. And it just looks, it it looks beautiful. And like all the dialogue is like you said, it's necessary. Like, like Ryan Gosling barely talks, but you know, like you got like, uh, you got uh, Alfred Brooks and you got Carrie Mulligan and Oscar Isaac in one of his first big roles. And you got like Ron Perlman, like they really fill so much of that detail in there. And then uh, I think driver, yeah, Ryan Gosling doesn't even have a name. His his name is just, his name is just driver. Like, (laughs) and, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know. It's just uh they just like like that, like that movie proved to me at that point in time that you could do so much with so little, with like the bare with, with like the barest elements, you could just create this like really captivating, like thrilling body of work. Like it's really amazing just how much they managed to do. I, I mean, like they had like a budget, obviously, but right. like they but like they really sanded it down to like what do we need here? What's what's the most we can do with these four things, you know? And like that shit is dope to me. Like it's it's not easy to make that kind of movie and to make it well too. Like so yeah, that was that that that, that shit kind of blew my mind. I won't lie. I don't think there's been a movie like that since. I don't know, maybe if I just haven't watched enough. Then you would probably be better at being able to say if that's true or not. But like I haven't seen it since. Like. I don't know if I've seen a movie that kind of like fits into that everything the way that this one does like it like there hasn't like there have been plenty of movies that have kind of like fit the aesthetic but none that could but none that gave me the same feeling of watching drive for the first time and that goes for all of uh all bros um Nicholas Winding Refn that goes for all of his movies because he made uh the Neon Demon and uh what the fuck is it called um Only God Forgives like all of those, like none of those movies are drive. And I think that's good because it's just like, there really can't be another one of those. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, Touché. it's it, well, I, I mean, there probably could be, but it's just, it's just interesting how that maybe. then again, I also haven't seen it in years. So maybe it hasn't aged super well, but like I've seen it a handful of times and I remember being like, this is cool. This is dope each time. And like that soundtrack, like you said, bro, the soundtrack is just that, that, that shit was like, that's what took it over the top. Like it really felt like a lived in world that was like, it was like somebody plucked this entire like area from the eighties and just put it in 2010. Like it was just so, it was like anachronistic in that way. And it was just really weird and like really intriguing to me. And you know, like, oh yeah, Brian Cranston's in it too. And he gets his wrist slit up. Yeah. Good movie. 
good movie. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that just now. <laughs> you're, you're really good. You're like a person that, that knows you can refer to actors in the movie by their real names. And like, I feel like that's such a crazy superpower, bro. Cause I can only do that with like four actors. And then sometimes <laughs> I'm wrong about the actors. So I like put the wrong name to the wrong face. But like, that's fire, bro. Like, like you see for that movie, I can only do that with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> After that, everyone else is kind of driver. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Right. But nah, man, yo. Yeah, that, movie, could... that movie made me care about soundtracks, I think. Mm. Like I like I had always known that like you know music and like soundscaping and all those things are integral to helping frame the entire thing that you want to convey in a film. But like I felt like I was just like an idiot kid like taking in movies up until that point. Up until I sat there and watched Drive, and then like I but I was I was biased because I walked into that shit like based off of the recommendation and the nature of it. I was already like setting myself up to be like more um responsive to like important elements because i trusted this person's recommendation so much so it was just like i was just positively rewarded i was like all right so i should be listening to like what are the things like in my head i was like all right it's like what makes a movie good what do i think makes a good movie what did this person like and now where do i find a middle ground and then i was like all right should i have like good music so then when i'm listening to the music I'm like, nah, this is great music. I'm like, all right, check. And then I was like, all right, what else should a movie have? Like, you know, uh, characters with depth, necessary dialogue. When I listened, I was like, oh, this is better. Or this is, yeah. And then I was like, I just transitioned through the movie that way. And then by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is the average. This shit is, is bonkers. But um, yeah, there's this one specific song. And uh, I think it's by Desire. And it's like when he's driving some shit that, 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 that doesn't convey anything. But like, yeah, that song in particular, that moment, that energy, like that shit's on other movies and their entire score to me. Like, it's just like the, the, the power conveyed in that one pairing, like, it was just like, nah, man. And I don't even think, and I, and I be trying to hold my tongue when I say shit like that because I, I don't consider myself like a, a film aficionado or a film buff. So I don't want to step on the toes of a person that really like does triple aerial backflips over film theory and shit. I'm like, you don't even know what you're saying. Go write raps. But I'm just like, nah, you know, it made me feel nice. And like, yeah. It still makes me feel nice. But like that, you made a great point. I, I should rewatch Drive. I do that. I only and watch like, it Right. Yeah. I've only seen it a handful of times. And like, that's, and like a movie making you feel good is really the most important part. Like we can, like, we could sit here and talk about like theory and symbolism and all that shit all day. And like, and like shot composition, but like, if you feel good watching a movie, that's really all that should matter. Like even, even if it's bad, like there are plenty of, there are plenty of quote unquote bad movies that I love to watch just because they make me feel good. And that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's not something that anybody should feel. No, nobody should feel like bad about that. Unless, un, unless, unless the person who made it is a bad person. But even even then, like, you know, like if it makes you feel good, like that's yours. Like that feeling you get from watching that shit is yours. And like, that's cool. That's that's fucking cool. Um, so. So at this point, you've kind of you've kind of started to 
bring in these various elements that kind of started to uh, um, inform your personality and the things that you like at this point. So talk to me about when you first started making music and how that kind of rolled into everything. Uh, I started making music seriously kind of like around my freshman year of college and it started high school for me like banging on the table and rapping really bad of course. friends and yeah I at some I like I, I always English is my was my favorite is my favorite subject I fuck with words I fuck with sentences and literary devices and all that stuff so like uh I never, I can't ever say that I properly applied myself in school ever, but the thing that I always felt like would get the most out of me was always like those things. Like I fucked with poetry and shit like that. So it, it felt like a, a sort of natural thing to try and do. It didn't feel like I was, uh, I was reaching very far outside of myself and doing something that didn't feel natural, but it still felt adventurous because it was, it was definitely outside of my comfort zone. Cause like, I feel introverted by nature and like I don't like doing like the things that like that hip hop and being an MC demands are like in direct conflict with how I'd like to exist. So like mm. that's what I, that's what I mean with like that challenge. But as far as like the the, the cathartic feeling and the, the whole thing of expressing something genuine and true that that may or may not speak to a larger conversation in other people's worlds, that type of thing was was interesting to me. So I just I just kept at it from then and I I live under a rock so I feel like my development is like backwards compared to like a lot of my peers and most people like I, I had like I didn't I listened to Illmatic for like the first time in like the last couple years like I didn't listen to it growing up like I didn't like like I had Biggie bumped in the car seat with my aunt on some peripheral shit because she would uh listen to it when she would drive over the bridge because uh who shot you would would help ease her anxiety mm, interesting yeah but uh so it's like it's, so it's, it's that type of shit but like i i had to like um willingly and with and intentionally do my research and like that's kind of always how i end up in, like informing myself like i always feel like i'm always all the way over there so and i hear things or i'll see things that are interesting and like i, I might not have the resources of the structure necessary to help inform that shit naturally the cousins the 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 access to like uh like what's hot or whatever the fuck it is so right. my shit happens like after everybody leaves and i'm, like, I'm, I'm just like yeah yeah i'm like what's going on and then i peep and i like i, I look at the materials and i'm like what's interesting but yeah so i kind of just my whole shit is just a, a consecutive amount of like trial and error and like it just started from rapping badly to like trying to rap less badly in front of like small little uh pockets of like extracurricular clubs and shit like in between classes when I was in college and then I started like asking people like how do people do this and I started going to open mics and shit and I wasn't good I didn't feel like I was good at recording or anything for a while. So all I really did was freestyle. That was the only thing I was able to do. So I would just freestyle in places. And like, that was how I would try to cement my first stake of like a uh, entry. Like, all right, who the hell is this weird ass nigga? He's, he's all right. Cause he could, he could rap kind of okay. And then meanwhile, I was in my crib 
writing all these things that are like near and dear to my heart. And I was doing those things and I just kept at it. I met people and yeah. Right. And yeah, I know, um, I know you've also, I know you've also mentioned in the past that you've, uh, um, that you had a that you had like a teacher who would like play y'all Aesop Rock in classes and shit too as well. Yes, I had a, a, my sixth grade math teacher, Mr. Chaudhry. Uh, shout out, Mr. Chaudhry. Doesn't even realize the the seed planted, but like yeah, and that that's funny because that's that's before high school. But like that's an example of something that I feel like was like given to me, and like. And I didn't, I didn't even know what to do with it. And it sat in my subconscious for years because I revisited Aesop Rock like in college. So, mm. so it was like, the reason why I should appeal to us like off of the, the popcorn thing was just because we had a classmate named Shamar. Like I didn't know who Vortomega Omega was or anything. And, right. But it was like the, the, the beat, it, it sounded cool. And it, it felt like we were deviating. Anything that made us feel like we were deviating from regular instruction was always going to be welcome so like it was it was just like it felt it got through all of the the lasers it just felt like it, it was easy and yeah that shit just stuck like it's just like even like in hindsight it was just like Aesop rocks approach like my my exposure to rap at that point uninformed or not it yeah. was nowhere close to what nickel plated pocket sounds like and it's just like because at that point i like i got I, i'm familiar with 106 and park you know so it's like and, and at the point in the 2000s like we, we got i think what jay-z's doing some things maybe he's more like mogul mode but like i was seeing more of the south like like whatever you could have whatever you like lollipop yeah. all this all of these uh these are uh, symbols that i could not identify with like aside from the fact that like all right we're black but like this is not my lifestyle this is not how i envision my lifestyle even the things that you're saying whether they're clever to me or not it's just like i i can't put any stake in them because i i, I can't relate so it's kind of just like a lot of it just felt like background music to me and like i couldn't i couldn't do anything with it and it was like and to try to do something with something that didn't feel true to me felt inauthentic even if i mm -hmm. couldn't afford that as a child but it just, I'm just like, this takes too much work to do all of this stuff to try and like feel like I'm keeping up with what's going on because I don't see myself in this thing. Not that it has to be about me, but I just have to feel like there's a reason. And um, yeah, and that doesn't change until, uh, funny enough, until Cuddy. And yeah, well, yeah, I say it a lot in interviews. What Kanye West did to a lot of people, that's what Cuddy did for me because I had already missed Kanye and I like I, I didn't listen to none of that shit and Lupe, Lupe helped. Like I was I listened to right. hip hop my life a lot on repeat when I had a little shitty iPod, so it was like it was just that that type of stuff. It was those two, and then when I revisited the shit like Aesop, and then I started learning about Doom and shit. I was like, oh, I was bugging. Then I found Black Star, and I'm like, oh. Then at that point, I'm not as dumb. So like my worldviews expanded. I can take into things in a better context and in a more appropriate one. And I can glean what's necessary from it. And like, I can realize how all these things are just uh, different vantage points of a necessary dialogue, speaking to a perspective of oppression or enduring such that is native to blackness everywhere. And I can definitely relate to that. So like, mm -hmm. I was able to alleviate that the, the blocks in my brain 
from helping me like internalize it. And I was like, all right, we here. And then after that, it was just like, oh nah, this shit is crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's it's actually wild you bring all of that up because I had I had kind of a similar trajectory when I was growing up, except that like except that like I was like very deep into a lot of shit that was happening in the South at the time. Like it was like that was like all I wanted to hear. And then I got to high school and I heard Illmatic and I heard uh, I heard Mad Villainy and the Mouse in the Mask when I was in middle school. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then Lupe happened and then uh, Cuddy's original run happened because like I, I like I'm not really a big Cuddy fan outside of the first man in the moon and like everything he did before that so like for so like for me it was like day and night make or say uh pursuit of happiness like that was all the shit and then like but then I just became like the fucking like stubborn fucking like backpack dude for like all of high school like I missed out on a lot of Wayne's early run because I was just like nah I'm not fucking with that. Like this ain't no try. I, I, I was like one of those kids. I, I was, I was the worst, but um, you know, yeah, I, I was like, going to bitch. These aren't even clever bars. Lupe <laughs> rapping. This is whack. And that's I so wish. funny because that's literally what Lupe said on um, uh, hurt me soul. Like it's literally what a, he talked about that. It's so always like, man, like I was, I was such a little fucking pissant, <laughs> but uh, what's it called? Like, but yeah, so yeah, I was going to ask when like the blocks had kind of left your head because like that's, you know, like I think it's I think it's really valuable to be I think it's really valuable to gain that perspective as you grow older because it's and that's really rare because most people start to kind of become a little more closed off as they get older and they kind of just like get set in what they like and to see your mind open more as you got older, as opposed to kind of like receding into itself more like that's uh that's dope. Cause it doesn't happen all the time. Good looks. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, so I feel like you've kind of already answered this question, but let's go in a little more detail. Like, so like for you, cause like you already mentioned it with the soundtracks, but like with those soundtracks, like kind of talk to me about how like, Talk to me about like the period of time in your life where you first consciously linked film and music together in your head. Uh, it was probably, it was it was like maybe right after I um, like after I after drive happens and like my, the switch turns on, and I'm like, yeah, okay, so now I'm I'm on the hunt for like soundtracks that hit. This is like important. If if, if the soundtrack doesn't slap. I'm now gonna incorporate that into your film average and you might score poorly. But Damn. the things that I were hearing, it was like, uh, it's weird. It's kind of like, because I I catch things in such a peripheral sense sometimes, and like, I, I don't always get to sit with things in the way that I would like, I kind of make my conclusions or sometimes I'll come, I'll have revelations off of like the fragments of these experiences. So like, to, like the answer to your question, I say I have to say that the answer to your question came from a multitude of things that I feel like I saw, and those those opportunities, those minute moments, encapsulated that. Like they showed me a connection, and the connection seemed vital, and it made mad sense. So the move, so examples that are like things like a uh, belly, like I feel yeah. like outside of the way it was shot, it was just like, and the literal the literal connection between film and music because the actors are musicians 
It's just yeah. like it felt like it was almost it felt like from the beginning sound was always considered for the movie like it, and it's just like everything every sound had a point and it's it's not even about it necessarily having to be some fucking song like it could be like the, from the instrumental things to the vocal things the the transition the transitions don't even feel like transitions it kind of feels like the the, the music and the film are a thing it, it's kind of hard to to describe i don't know if i'm doing it right but nah. I think you are because, and, and the interesting thing to consider about dry, um, excuse me, uh, to, uh, the interesting thing to consider about Belly is that Hype Williams directed that movie. So like, that was probably like his whole, like he was already thinking about that because he was like music video director extraordinaire at that point. So that was his whole shit. So that's, that's a really good choice for that, by the way. Like that's cause yeah, like it's, yeah. Like it's like that, that's like the one, you know, like that's a, that's a super, Cause, cause like, I feel like a lot of people feel that way, you know, that's something that's really universal, especially with that movie. So like, so yeah, like considering, so considering all of that, like how, like, how would you say, yeah, like, let's take it to the inverse. Like, how would you, how would you say that, how would you say that film, like, or actually, no, let me ask it differently. Would you say that film has inspired the way you make music at all? Mm. I could say that maybe just off of the fact that I, I really admire um, like generally I hate structure. I think structure is stupid. It's the exact opposite kind of like of my whole uh, ethos. Uh, like like I, I, I like a, I like chaos and I like, um I like variables because I feel like that's what humanity is. I feel like that's what potential is. I feel like that's what blackness is. The, the ability to to immediately adapt when necessary and change the the perception or the magnitude of your value or your or your constitution or composition for whatever means like like that that to be the human experience in and of itself is in, exciting to me and cool and I feel like things like structure kind of like infringe upon that, like 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 structure. And of course, obviously, I'm I'm exaggerating the the incarnations of these things that I'm saying. Like, of course, there's necessity to structure, but like structure in it, like as a thing, is just like just just to make it as layman as possible. Like you wanting you being a bird and you want to fly a certain way, fly whatever way you like, versus uh, there being like maybe like tubes in like your society or whatever. And like every every bird is restricted to a tube and the tube has a predetermined path. You now have that choice revoked, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I want, I feel like choice is vital and people should always have access to it. Um, yeah, but the, in films, structure is done, structure is, is, is very elegant to me. And like structure, like films are better examples are microcosms of that necessary structure that I just said I wasn't forgetting about. And it's just like, there's so much to glean from, from structure utilized properly. And it's like, I take that shit into like how I construct like my albums and stuff like that. And when, when I'm thinking of like a worldview that I want to give a body of work that I'm fucking with. And I guess more, even more simpler is just like, whenever, like, depending on what bag I'm trying to get into for a verse, 
like you know the super hot imagery rap like like you, you know like with old drug rap shit you know like yeah uh, three three heel flips catch the the, the quarter pint snort the, the line off the cuban model then i get into the, the batmobile it, it, it's pink i got a robe it's baby blue i didn't see my shrink yada 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 yeah. like that shit is cool like you know the the verbal high of like let me tell you about all the things I ingested in the last 72 hours on drugs, <laughs> put it 32 bars. That shit's always cool, the little uh, mental exercise. Um, but yeah, definitely just off of a bigger thing, like film, film always looks like a, comes off as something that is uh, aware of itself at all times. And it takes itself, uh, it takes the expression of itself seriously. Like whatever form it takes, the film, the genre, whatever it is, at the very least, I feel like like a good one is always trying to uh, convey its purpose in like a necessary way. And like when that's done properly, it's just like this streamlined thing that gives you bits of information at different parts that inform a whole thing that you take away at the end of it. And it leaves you sometimes feeling fulfilled, enhanced, or or deprived, but at the very least affected. And yeah, to affect people with things in a not predominantly negative way, I feel like is something that should occur more. Yeah. I don't know. I and, said something. <laughs> I think you did. You said a lot and you said it really well and you gave me some really, in, like, 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 like a lot of that is really interesting, but I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was that last bit just about like, just like that sense of well-being and just like mental clarity because i feel like because i feel like that's informed so much of the so many of the joints you've put out over the course of especially the last like 3 years like since uh since maybe like hmm from the burning east with love i want to say like that's kind of where my like, like I've heard most of what you've done, but I think like that's where my, I think like that's where like my relationship with you kind of first started, at least with your music. And I think that translates, I, yeah, like I just think that idea translates to like, that almost seems like it's your ethos. You know, like you're very much somebody who wants to get shit out of their head onto a microphone. And that's really, uh, you know, like, like you said before, that's cathartic. And that catharsis is really uh, that catharsis is something that you in particular have kind of been building on more and more with each project. And it's been uh, it's been really dope to see that come about, especially in things like, you know, like Mad Moon, Mad Space and um, like Hajmi and Ride a Roll and Fly to get like 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 you've just been dropping crazy projects. And like that's kind of like that's the thing tying them all together for me. And like, <laughs> that's the thing tying it all together for me. So like, um, yeah, I just think that's really tight. And I think, and I agree. I think more people, I think more people should, uh, I think more people should take that into consideration when they record because, of, because like people are looking for that, especially now. And like the people that you tend to run with when you create, like there's a lot of people i'm not going to list them here but like the people you tend to run with are kind of on that same path most of the time and like so you're not alone in that regard like you're kind of like you're like you're kind of being uplifted by mad people who are on the same type of time you are 
And like, as someone who kind of sees themselves as introverted or whatever, like, how does it feel to make music and like connect with other people who make music of a similar vein and be like, we got each other, we're moving this way? Or am I fucking bugging right now? <laughs> nah, nah, it's, um, it's cool. Like, for me, I feel like, uh, like, I don't have a lot of friends. So whenever I feel like I can consider someone that, and I feel like you, you like, or at the very least, like you're saying, you can just identify that someone is on the, the same type of path. Like, like, oh, all right, cool. You're trying to like, make sure you're paraphrased correctly too. Or you're like, we're all trying to make sure that we keep our accounts genuine. It's reassuring, it's comforting. And it, 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 it eases the feeling of, of, of existential loneliness like a little. And, and, that, and that warmth is cool. And it's like, yeah, it, it just feels like, you know, everyone is in their own city. But if fucking Dark Side pulls up, there's a button we could push. And like, I know that there are going to be some people in the tower that I could like think tank with and we can assess this. Mm. Like, knowing that you can have people to assess with, knowing that they're like, you can look to both of your directions and uh, see people who you know at least have like artistic integrity. It's cool. It's reassuring in a thing that every day feels like its soul is being like absorbed. So like that duality is it's, it's going back to like that. Uh, it goes, it's, it's kind of like a hope. It's cool. Like it, it, it's like a hope. It is like a hope. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a really nice way to put it. I'm fucking with that. Um, so of course, one of those people who's kind of on that same type of time is, you know, Navy blue. The, the, the god sage like y'all y'all are y'all are about to y'all are about to drop this project i think or i mean it'll be out by the time everybody hears this but we're recording it i think the it's out tomorrow right we're you put, you're putting it out on thursday or friday uh yeah it's in, tomorrow yeah. okay cool yeah <laughs> so um I'll so yeah talk should i even say that but yeah you're right it'll be this will be out afterwards uh, this is like i could say it <laughs> yeah do your shit bro yeah <laughs> Fire. Nah, yeah man. we're programming live from the past right now um <laughs> so yeah um so yeah talk to so yeah like talk to me about your relationship with sage like when did y'all first meet and uh what did you see in him i i met uh, uh, oh damn i met him holy fuck it, pro- it has to have been like, yeah, like 2019, like 2018 or something, or like the end of that. But like, uh, uh, Sifu introduced me, and it was just like, yeah, he was like vaguely familiar with my shit. And then, um, like Sifu was the bridge. Uh, I linked him at a at King's Crib, Carter, and like bunch of us was there like mike and daryl and like niggas was just chilling in the back and he played some beats and like i did my rappy thingy and like it, it wasn't ass i guess and like that was like the first brick and 
after a while, like, we just like started talking, like pulled up on him at his crib, and then we would just build there, just pick his brain about like uh, anime shit. He'd pick mine, like he, cause he'll he like he'll always like try like before he'll dip his toe into something. Sometimes, like he'll ask me, like he always like, is this Gucci? Yada yada. I'd be like, yeah, that's hard. I'll run him a recommendation. And then this nigga also got Tekken. Now I had to beat the brakes off this man in Tekken. Ooh. I had to do that. So those types of things is like, those are like the bonding exercises. And in between all of that, he'll be playing a beat or something. And I'll just be like, yo, give me that. What's up with that? What's good with that? And like, after a while, it turns into like three or four. And then it's just like, yo, this should be a thing. But as I was doing all of that, like Sage is cool. Like what I got from him, I don't know. I don't really like I I I see things in people, but it's like I, I don't know. It's like I don't know if I ever consider that when I develop relationships with them. I don't know if that's dumb or not. But I feel like sometimes I kind of just I leave space for people to um be themselves wholly and I, I keep any type of thing that i feel like i may see or an expectation that i may have separate like i let myself be informed by a person's natural state before i like cross reference it or compare it with like what i thought i may have gleaned earlier just depending on like how necessary it is obviously if i feel like someone is a murderer i'm gonna assess that in my brain immediately yeah but like, <laughs> yeah but it's just like like he he we we do a lot of the same things. It's like we both like soccer. Like we both skate. He's way better, obviously. Um, <laughs> we but we both made music. We're both black, and we both like quirky dumb shit. So it's like like we like I'll find like it, it feels cool because like once again going back to what I was talking to before about like the hope or like the 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 warmth presented by like the the realization that like, hey, maybe it's it's not as lonely when you're able to just uh, find somebody that you could chill with. This is exactly the type of feeling I got as I started uh, developing my relationship with Pink Sifu. It's like, that's another person that like, I hold dear to my heart. So it's yeah. kind of like, and I'm, He's the I'm best. a goofball. Yeah, shout out, shout out Liv. Yeah, I'm a Liv's the best. My fucking, my, all of my bonds or my references to these types of things are informed by like, fucking shows and cartoons and shit so like i actually care about friendship and all those things so whenever i feel like i come across those types of things in the real world from people you know it makes me uh happy and comfortable and i gotta be both of those things i think at some point to be able to make any kind of good music like like i i'd be depressed a lot but at some point i have to like get out of that to be able to assess and reflect upon that if I don't ever get to that point, I don't think I ever get the music out. So it's like, yeah, he was just a cool person to um, chill with. And it's like, yeah, he, he's just, he's a Gilgamesh at that too. He does mad shit. And it was like, it was always, it was always neat, like pulling up on him and he's doing some other shit. And it's like, yeah, like he made, he drew the cover for the um the project. I was like, what the fuck, nigga? Like, stop doing <laughs> that stuff. But oh, man. he's cool. Yeah. 
yeah it's just yeah like yeah i got a certain point it's just like damn like yeah like i saw um i saw a backwards tweet about it maybe like three weeks ago they were like yeah like they were like navy blues parents must be so proud of him like what can't this nigga do and i was just like yeah like he, he just does everything like it's 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 like almost hard to keep up but um before we move on i'm like really interested like in this whole like recommendation thing y'all had going on like was there like like were there any like particular like movies or shows or any anime that you guys were like passing back and forth that's like that you can look at and be like oh yeah like he told me to check that out or like I told him to check this out like was there anything that he sent you that you kind of like hadn't seen before and were like yo this is tight I wouldn't have seen this if you didn't tell me about it um I don't think so. I feel like, nah. I feel like everything that he he told me, I had I had seen already, or I was familiar with it. But it was like he did um, I like I, I did fuck with like the area that he was in. Like like uh, you ever saw a psycho? I don't know if you ever seen Psychopaths. I haven't finished it, but I but yeah, I'm 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 definitely familiar. Yeah, so it was like Psychopaths was like flame. So it was cool for him to be in that like area. And like I was like, yeah, man, run that up. And then like full, he then he got like uh, the the Full Metal Alchemist. Like he asked me about that, and I was just like, you already know that's golden. So like enjoy that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. He um as far as like I'm trying to think of like he put me onto this um this funny ass YouTube shit, and um this this dude called Tycho, and uh like that that shit. That shit was bad for me. <laughs> but like uh yeah. I mean yeah. He puts me on more to um kind of like I wanna say, damn, why is it so hard to word? <laughs> mm, he put me on a little Ito. You do you know who Ito is? I do know who Ito is. Yeah, yeah. he put me on Ito. It, it'd be a mixed bag with like with what uh with what Sage will put me on to. As like and like yeah, and like I, I always be looking around people cribs and shit. So like I'll just pick up a book or something. I'll be like, yo, what's up with this? Uh, run me that. And then he let me borrow a book. Like I got a I got a book of uh Yoruba concepts from that I borrowed because it was sitting on his desk, and I was just like, yo, this looks neat. But yeah, that's tight. Um, so talk, so talk to me about how, so talk to me about when y'all first started putting, um, this new, this new project, True Sky together. Like when, 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 when did it start? Like, where were you guys' heads at? And like, how did it come together? Um, yeah, it kind of, it kind of happened just like right out of the gate, like as we like met each other, like, like all of these things, like it was, cause it wasn't. Like it wasn't really called that. It wasn't a project yet. I was just we were just linking and then making music. And yeah, so that's probably around like 2018, like the end of that, or like summer into that 2019. And then like I put it on pause. Like I just started I was doing other shit at this point. Like I was still trying to put out like I had other products to put out. And like that was kind of just a thing that I just wanted to see like what this would sound like. Like, is, is this good? And uh, yeah, I want to rap on some Navy Blue Beats. So I had set those goals for myself 
on some like some side mission shit. Like it's like, all right, you know, we should make some shit. And I had accomplished that goal. And then after that, I, I kind of like, I treat like all my music. Like I can't really force anything. So like the things made themselves and yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, it, it, there was no exotic place that we went to or like any like crazy meeting that we had like about like what we were trying to do. It was kind of like, like how I said, like how I like to let people um be themselves. Show themselves, yeah. Yeah, it was like, that's kind of what we were doing. Like he didn't tell me we like, I didn't think about a specific way I wanted to rap on his beats or like he didn't think about specific beats for me. Like, and I generally don't really, yeah, like that's not necessary. Like very, like, unless it's like, unless I feel like I'm in a situation like a producer where they make certain types of beats for a person and like what they consider for me is just, in my opinion, not as good. I generally won't say anything because it's like, nah, like I do want the authentic uh, interpretation or what you feel comes out. But that ain't, that wasn't here. Like I was, I was pretty open to like whatever he played. Like there were things that hit and I was just like immediately. And then there were things that like, like I always, I, I've been told that I picked the quirky shit out of people's backs. Like <laughs> I picked the old shit that they were waiting for someone to rap on or whatever the fuck. And I was like, okay, it just sounded nice to me. But yeah, man, send that over, man. Loop that up. And yeah. So that alone, like like my selection, I guess, is is quaint, I guess. Yeah. And and thankfully he uh he fucked with it. And yeah, it was it was very organic in that sense. And it, it was never and it was like it wasn't like every day we every time we linked, we made music. At right. Time. So it was just like yeah, it was it was just like, yo, man, he would I, I would either pull up and he would be already playing something and he was thinking of me like, yo, man, I found this shit or I just made this or it would be like he would be playing some shit like watching the TV or something and then I'll hear something. I'll be like, hey, what, what was going on right there? And that's also how things were like. like so the, the, the project comes together through a combination of like no planning intention and uh staying open to to be susceptible to all of these methods of how moments or songs are created um and i and i kind of took that i took that method or at least that feeling into the rest of my shit like i already kind of don't try to force shit but like, even right now, like, I just feel like it's important to not be too rigid on how you think you should expect something to, uh, you know, spawn into your brain and just be ready for it to happen. And yeah, I was able to do that a lot when, when we were chilling and making this. Right. And yeah, I could tell. I could tell because a lot of this, like, there are quite a few joints on here that don't sound like anything you've ever done. Like, either either your flow is kind of different or, like, the beat is at – or, or, like, there's more of a BPM than you usually work at. Like, some of them are – some some of the songs are faster. Some of them are slower. Like, it, it really – like, challenging isn't the word I would use here, but it does seem like you kind of 
stuck to that like just this just like this whole idea you've been talking about this whole time of like letting people show you who they are or like even like taking it a step further and like letting like a beat or just like music show you what it is and you kind of just like you know fitting into that like 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 I think I think I think I think the best examples of that would either have to be uh dead ass keep my poise or um even like in Curcio for like just those three songs are like all really crazy and just like stuff that I hadn't heard you do before and um I think it's really interesting that like you talking about this relationship that you guys have like how the music sounding like this can come from this very like yeah like there was no planning here but we had a lot of intention and we just kind of like worked at it when we felt like it as opposed to this being a thing that you just like cranked out in three weeks because you felt like like oh the people you know like streets need it which is like cool sometimes but it's but like it's refreshing like we were like you know like from before like it was refreshing that you just kind of took it upon yourself to be like you know we'll work on this it'll come together when it comes together and you know now it's time so because you said all of this like i guess uh why did you feel like now was the right time to drop this as opposed to you know like last year 2019 like why why may of 2021 well well may i, I like five because uh it's like my it's one of my favorite um in supreme mathematics five stands for power and that's a concept mm-hmm. Like it's really prevalent in like uh, my being, so I always relate to that. And it's really like it—it's—it's it's no other. I have no other tethering to the time in particular, other than this is the appropriate time to because everything else, I like, I, I got everything else out. Like I, I, like everything else that was before this. Those things felt more immediate. And, and in general, my thing with my music is like, I, I, I'll be making a lot of it and I'll be forgetting. And then I like, I like, I got Google drives with projects and shit. And like, my whole goal is to just get it all out like appropriately and to get it out before I feel like I, I surpassed it. Like, I got, like, I got to get it out while I can listen to it. And mm. that's pretty terrible because I, I can't listen to a lot of my shit pretty quickly just off of like how long it takes me to record it. And then I got to like sit there through that. And then how many times I hear it during the mixing process. So I get tired of myself really fast. So that puts me in this really weird type of thing where like, I'm like, um, racing my, uh, ideal self or like maybe more better way to put it like my ideal pace. And it's not like, I'm rushing and it's not like I don't like my pace. But I always just feel like, yo, man, I could do more. And I that's a feeling that I have in general. And it just bleeds into my music. So that's like an existential qualm that I haven't fully resolved yet. So yeah. But uh, in general, <laughs> like uh, yeah, I just feel like it was time. Like I had got like Raph was like I had by the time I started making that mute that project and I started making those songs I, I already had plans I already had things that I was working on so I was like I'm not going to do this thing where I'm going to derail all the shit that I had because then it's like all right what would I have been doing if I 
didn't meet Navy Blue this year and I didn't develop this relationship, like what would I have been doing? Would I just been on an island like doing spins on my head? Like, nah, I, I already had shit in the tank. So I wanted to finish those things and I did. And I also kind of told myself that like, like I've never really done it before. And like, I, I always wanted to try like revisiting something when I feel like I'm better and then like clash that, that more uh, advanced me with like the previous me and see like what, what I can get from the contrast or the difference. And I did that with this project and it was cool. Like some, like some things like I, I redid the take and it's really cool. Cause it's like, now it's like, I have, whether it's like, I have better breath control or whatever it is, or like, I I'm, I'm more familiar with what my voices and like my range, like I are, I've yeah, taken in different things with like my flow and shit, anything that can like polish or sharpen or more accurately make the expression of these words more authentic to me that I, that you gain through experience that you gain through developing and like working on your shit. It was cool to revisit this shit with that, that refreshed mind. And I got what I wanted out of that. So it was, it was cool. I just treated this project as a giant experiment for like how I approach music and I kind of made a bet with myself that hopefully it would make me develop in the right direction. And so far, I think I'm okay, hopefully. <laughs> and yeah. That's tight. I think, I think that's really interesting considering like considering how prolific you've been over the course of the last couple of years, like that's kind of a wrinkle to that, that I, that I and probably a lot of people didn't really realize. Like, I love the idea of you wanting to like, I love the idea of you recording music and then like wanting to follow that up with newer music and just kind of like do this comparing con comparison contrast shit with your, with your old self versus your, uh, versus your quote unquote new self. And like, and like, and like, I'm wondering about, like, I'm wondering about all of this in relation to how many projects, cause like you dropped at least four joints last year and like being prolific like that for a lot of artists seems like it's a necessity in, or, or like, it's not a necessity. Like it's just like really common in a way that it wasn't like, at least not like it, it like it just feels like everybody is at a point where they feel like they want to drop like three, four things at one time, even if they don't do it all the time, it's like, that, like that's just kind of what'd you yeah. say you, you you feel like maybe people want to feel like they can say they did it once like you know, i had this period where i was just wilding i dropped yeah. one off <laughs> and two months later i did it again to him <laughs> again two more months the foot's still on you like people like that's 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 hip-hop energy like the right what better way to to justify having your foot on your neck by oh every two months every couple of weeks promo for another project like we did Again, right. <laughs> like, one. like, so yeah, I see what you're Yeah, and like, and like, you know, like, and like to you, you obviously get some sort of artistic fulfillment out of doing this comparison contrast thing. And like, it's all, you know, like, and, and it also kind of funnels back to what we were saying before about, um, about how this is just like, it's cathartic for you to just get this out of your head and like and just like kind of seeing like 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 would it be wrong of me to assume that you're even looking at yourself and being like hey I was thinking like this before and like I'm either like I'm still on that or like I'm off that like 
Like, does that happen to you often? It happens to me uh, all the time. Um, and it's kind of just like, yeah. So I feel like the thing with, uh, which is, I mean, art in general, I guess. It's kind of like everyone picks their, uh, like, I feel like to say niche trivializes it, and I don't want to do that. But everyone picks their, like, uh, yeah, like their stance or like their, their true, their prime theme that's going to inform everything that they do or they branch out into. And of course there are subtleties and deviations into those things. Like, for example, like if a, if a political rapper chooses politics, uh, like everything will be a, everything will be a springboard from the effects or the perception of that into everything. And the whole thing of that person, the whole job of that person would be to how much can they uh, refresh that specific stance ad infinitum or whatever for the rest of their like career and and ring that or like the uh or like even like a, a rock marciano for example or like a, a like a or any of the street rap shits like every album or like push a t push a t coke all the coke bars coke. <laughs> how many times can we can we refresh the coke thing and glean something not only vital but uh pleasing to the ear like feel that so it feels necessary sonically and um for me i just feel like i always i go back to my shit and i i I look for those uh those themes and i always just make sure that one like if, if i'm not saying anything different am i saying it like why is there a reason that i'm still here uh is there a way to say this differently is that why or like I just get to the bottom of that. I look for all of the potential segues for growth, it happening or not. And then I try to figure out why. And I, I do that with kind of like every part of myself. And from what I'm thinking, how I'm expressing how I'm thinking, why I'm thinking these things, why am I not thinking other things, challenging myself to take on things that I feel like I should think about more. And like, like if I listen to something and I feel like I didn't touch on something that I feel like I'm thinking about, it's like, all right, how do I get myself to a place where I feel like I can get better at thinking that, or, or I just, once again, I'll deconstruct why I'm not expressing this. And yeah, and that's what I mean. That's what I mean when I say, like when I said earlier, my whole thing is just, I'm just a, a hodgepodge of trial and error. I'm just an aggregate of just revision because that's my whole life, you know, fall down six times, get up seven. And I just do that with everything. And I, the idea is that each time I, I, I clank the, the gems together, the, the result is just like a much more um, formidable diamond. Right. And yeah, like... No, you're good. No, that's that. No, like this is all, this is all like really dope. And like before, um, um, before I get to one of my last two questions, I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring up the, uh, you mentioned, yeah, like you mentioned push push is a really great example of somebody who's like figured out a way to like talk about the same thing for damn near 20 years and just have it not be like, not be, you, you know, like he went from like four and a half will get you in the game from uh, grinding to like, you know, just everything he did on Daytona 
like and just like you and, and like it's there's never really been a point where he's kind of like faltered when it comes to that and that's you know like that's a skill you know like people 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 can call it like people can call it just like stale and redundant but like he managed to find a way to make that specific thing like not even like taking a specific style and using it to rap about different things he took that specific thing and made it interesting for so many years and continues to make it interesting you know like that's a skill that i think people don't appreciate um and it's it's weird though i'm sorry because i was like doesn't do you think I feel like Jay Z is the same way. I feel like, like I don't know. Like if I looked, at, if I took a step back and I looked at all the blueprints, uh, if I if I came back and then I looked at like Magna Carta, or like Reasonable Doubt, it's kind of like there's an advancement in his worldview, and like like as he walks into uh, larger economic uh, considerations and things like that. But like it's kind of like you know, Marcy, drug reference, Baku. <laughs> Dollars, lavish, <laughs> sample, just blaze. And it's like, obviously I'm butchering this man's shit just because I'm a dweeb. But like, that's why you get what I'm saying. Like, I feel like everyone kind of finds their their circle and like that, that informs their stance. And it's like, so it's like, like that, like that's kind of like, like hip hop. Like, I don't really like, I mean, maybe you can you can be devil's advocate and you can give me an example of a person that naturally doesn't do that. Like an example of a rapper that is like super different in all incarnations of their thing. Like like how you said there's like a guiding idea. Like how you told me like Minds was catharsis. Like, um, um yeah, catharsis. Yeah, catharsis. Like everyone kind of has that thing. And that'll lead to like even like you're gonna like I feel like every rapper, there is no rapper that has not said the same word twice. Yeah, like that's so nearly like, impossible. Like, so like on a conceptual level, it's like these cornerstones that inform people's whole identities to the point where they're like they're they're conveying them on wax. It's like I feel like it should it's it's an error on humanity on, on society's part to like view that as like a, a sign of, of being stale or like a trite and it's just like nah like this is a cornerstone like this is a main idea in this book <laughs> like that's why <laughs> like, right like, oh. but yeah am i wrong for that like do you think like the thinking that everyone kind of has their circle uh not necessarily like like i can't think of anybody who like nobody comes to mind right now that like that like really Defies i them. mean like like i guess kanye kind of I guess like but not even like like I like like I would say like sound wise sure but like content wise not a it's it's weird like there's like there's nobody I can think of who like completely reemerges as like a different artist with every project drop. like you're a like, butterfly here and now we pulling up and you're a chupacabra like right you know, like butterfly with like like rocket thrusters this time. <laughs> you still, like, yeah. the butterfly DNA is still present. And there's nothing right. wrong with that. The nuance and, and the, the ability to rearrange the atoms, that, that ingenuity, that adaptability that I was talking about that is mad exciting to me about humanity, and that is blackness. I, that is the, those are the true tellings of like someone that's got it. Like even, even look at Biggie. It's like, 
RIP to, the, to one of the goats. But it's like, yo, man, like I, I could probably write down like bullet points of what all of his music kind of touched on. And it's just like, but still it was like his range within that fact yeah. is ridiculous. And like, but you see, there we go. It's like, we're, we're looking at an internal depth instead of an external. And it's like, yeah. So I just feel like maybe people's assessments of like where the stuff should be is off. But that's that's relative. Yeah, we we it's like it's like everyone has a foundation, and you can't really like, like it's hard. It's just hard to think of anybody who like really like destroys their foundation. Like maybe like they'll destroy an aspect of their personality they don't like anymore. But like usually the musical foundation is still present. Like somebody like somebody like that is somebody like Tyler the Creator, because like you look at the shit he was doing on Bastard, and you look at you look at a thing like Igor. And like, and like you would like, I wouldn't fault you for not that, not to think that they were two different artists, but like that it was the same artist at two completely different points, you know, right. like he's not talking about the same shit, but he's right. talking, but he's talking about it in like a similar way and using similar sounds to create a similar template. Like right. he's I the like closest. Example of defying that. That's, that's really good. Actually. Yeah. I agree with that. Thank you. Wow. So like, yeah, like, I, like, that's not to say that there isn't anybody who doesn't do that. Like, I'm sure there are. I just, I'm just, it's just not popping in my head right now. But like, yeah, I just think that idea is, I just think that idea is really interesting for sure. Um, What's your favorite movie? Man. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say, damn. Uh, hmm. Okay, I was just talking about it last night, so I guess I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say Black Dynamite is my favorite movie of all time, right now. Really? Like I have like I have a list of others that I love, and that are like probably better than Black Dynamite, but like that's the one that's in my head. Like like my answer will be different in two hours, but at this point in time, the one I've been thinking about the most is probably Black Dynamite because to me, like that's almost like it's a like it's an it's a near perfect version of exactly what it wants to be and what that is is a parody of the 70s black exploitation aesthetic like like it's like note perfect the way they did it like they got the like they got the specific kind of cameras they got the costumes they like they like brought in everything with like the boom mic coming down from the top of the screen and all the different cuts and like with like different actors playing the same character and people reading cue cards like like their goal was to create a parody of a specific kind of movie and they did it so well that it almost works as the kind of movie they're making, but it's also like a commentary on and a tribute to that particular kind of filmmaking. And it's just so goddamn funny. And just so, and it just moves at such a crazy quick pace. And like the last 10 minutes are kind of corny. Like everything up until Richard Nixon comes in is like kind of like everything up until Richard Nixon is like really amazing shit. But um, like that last 10 minutes are kind of meh to me, especially now, but like, that's a movie that I could cut on and it's going to be like the first time I watched it every single time. Like it feels good. You know, it's like you were saying before, like that movie just feels good to me. Like, it's just, they really just got the aesthetic and it's just funny and like smart in its own way too. It's just, I don't know. Like that's, that's my one for right now. <laughs> It sounds like a uh, Deadpool. 
like the way you described its existence and like how it's like a parody of a thing. That's like how Deadpool is. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah, yeah, cause, yeah, cause like in a sense, like Deb, cause like Deadpool is kind of doing a similar thing, cause he's like, like he literally only exists to, he exists as a reference to a thing, you know, like just like Black Dynamite. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just putting this together in my head. Wow, like Black Dynamite exists as, like both Black Dynamite and Deadpool exist as a reference to a specific medium. Of the like they carved out their own identities. Exactly. There you go. You got it. You see me. So like, so that's I never thought about it that way. That's really interesting. Like, 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 you know, it's not a like Deadpool, the movies don't really go yeah, like yeah. the movies, yeah. yeah just <laughs> like it like in the comics, they kind of do because like it's it, it's 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 really it's or just, I don't want to say it's really easy, but it's like it's more uh manageable. Mm, not even manageable, it's just like it's it's different recreating the aesthetic of a particular kind of comic book within a comic book as opposed to like bringing it together in a movie like yeah, no, like, I feel like the movie is a lot more ambitious and especially the type of movie it's way more uh it's way more challenging as a thing like like, yeah. like, I, feel like I feel like black dynamite accomplished more than deadpool like i, like, I don't know if that's obvious but i feel like that's what I, yeah, I feel you. It's just like, it's yeah, yeah. Cause like you look at the Deadpool movies and like they're not like filming themselves the way that the the two thousands X Men movies were filmed. They just kind of, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just like surface level in that sense, and just like this is a thing that we all know exists. Let me just poke some holes in it and have some fun. Like the Black Dynamite shit is like we're gonna recreate this entire thing. We're gonna get Adrian Young to come in and like make the score for the movie and do it with all the like time specific material they used to make that shit like with the recording equipment and the instruments like everything about it was as authentic to the time period as it possibly could have been but it also exists as like a comedy in and of itself it's just really like that's and like and like you think about it like it's like the act it's like actors so it's like actors playing actors playing characters it's like it's like this really like delicious, like layered kind of meta that I really fuck with a lot. <laughs> and like, and it, like, it's and, like, it's the kind of movie that you can just enjoy it because I feel like most people have like at least a general understanding of how movies were made back then. So like, it's funny just on like the, ha, you can see the boom mic and ha, he's reading off the cue cards, but like it gets even deeper if you like know the history, which is also something you could say about Deadpool. Because like Deadpool also pokes fun at like things that we all know about comics that are kind of like weird and convoluted and like he like there's a general understanding there. But if you know your history, you get certain references that he makes. You get certain like ways. You get certain lines he says. You get the like the way his outfit looks or like why he looks at that certain character like that. And like I love that relationship, whether it's in movies or in music or in comics or whatever. Like that's that stuff is really attractive to me, especially if I have enough of a frame of reference to be like, yo, I get, I get why that thing looks like, it, I don't know. It's just, that's my you know, answer for right now. To be able to get the inside joke. Like, yeah. Like, like, yo, like you, like, like that laugh that you give once you get it, it feels much more earned. And it's just like, it hits for you. Facts. Yeah. Nah, that, that's, that's a hundred percent facts. Um, 
So I got so I got a couple more formal questions for you. And like the first one is like, so like when I see people write about your music, the word poetic comes up a lot. And I think like while well, I think that's I think that's valid. I think it's only like half true because like your writing style is like really specific and descriptive, but it's like raw at the same time, you know, like you have this really you have the, you you have this like you have this ability to mix in like really like 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 like, like you have this ability to mix like three dollar words in with like slang in this way where like every like like it doesn't like it doesn't sound like you're trying to crowbar words into a bar for no reason because like 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 you don't sound like you're trying to sound smart you know like you're not you're you're not like I know these words and that means that I'm like more intelligent than you or anything like that and like and like the way you're able to mix these the way you're able to mix this different kind of language like to me that makes you unique and like unique is another word that's thrown around hella often but like your music to me doesn't really have very many precedents like there's no like there's no like progenitor to your one particular style like I like it's it's just it's just really like there's something really unique about the way you put words together. Like I can't be like, oh, he sounds like, I, he he sounds like X. He sounds like Y. Like you sound like Aesop Rock or Jay Z or Vortal Mega from Cannibal Ox. Like there's no, I can't like point to somebody and be like, Akai sounds like that. Like you sound like you, and that's really hard to do, especially now. So like, thank you, first of all. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Like, and, 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 like, and like, that's no gas. Like, I've really been thinking about it for a while. And like, there's no way that I like, like, there's nobody that I can be like, Oh, you just sound like a, you sound like them. Like, and like, there, and like, there was a bit on this project where you call your shit like incoherent banter. I think it was on keep my poise. That just like stuck out to me. <laughs> and like, I guess, uh, like, you know, if you like, 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 if you felt the need to like boil down your style, like, how would you do that? Like, 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 if somebody asked you, like, what is a Kai Solo's music? Like, how would you like break that down for someone, or would you even feel the need to break that down for someone? I'm at a point where, nah, I don't feel like I I have to break it down, but. If I could, like, if, if I had to, like, if someone asked me, like, what do I call it? Uh, resolute raps, like, resolve raps. Like, that's, okay. like, that's my, like, that's my, <laughs> my but it's like, really, it's just, like, my whole thing is just, like, I feel like concepts inform everything. Like, like, for me, for, like, for my thing to be resolve like that that internal motor that is needed for you to get up and do anything like you need you need motivation to get up whether you're a doctor a cop a podcast uh host a rapper like without without that battery without that spark like uh i am the stone that the builder refused like without that kid, you you don't get anywhere else so like I'm really intrigued with by, by that that spark, and I I I like I want to I identify with that spark, and 
I want to speak to it and speak for it and find my own place in it. And yeah, so it, it, it's just, it's, that's what I would call it. Like I'm, I'm the thing, the, 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 the most crucial element. Like, it's like, the, that, that's what I like to pay attention to. You're the stone that the builder refused. <laughs> Type shit. Shout out, shout out, shout out to Asheru and the Boondocks Very for real. real. Man, that song is crazy. Like, there's a whole story behind how um I, I I don't remember the story right now. I'm not gonna tell it, but like there's like a whole story behind like how that theme song came together. Like apparently, like all I remember is that like Aaron Magruder made him do a whole bunch of different takes. He I think he made him do like five or six takes. He like posted about this on TikTok. Like he made like a whole like five or six different TikToks, like explaining how many times he had to like send in the song and like how it just wasn't hitting. And like, I think like they made it to like the sixth one and they were like, this is it. Like, so like, if you, so like, uh, like, 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 may, like maybe I'll include a link to it on like the whatever shit this goes out on um, probably YouTube and or, or, or like everywhere it goes. I'll, I'll figure out a way to make this nah, available sure. for people. I'm gonna find it. You find that link, send it to me at least. I yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like it was really interesting to me. So like, so like my last like formal question for you is like, um, I want to tie this all up with a quote from a art uh, from an interview you did with, uh, with, uh, my family over at DJ booth. It's near the, it's near the end of the piece. Uh, and you said, uh, um, you said, I always remind myself that I don't know shit. You need to be honest about where you are so you can have an honest idea of where you want to head. I don't assume I have a finite understanding of anything and I'm constantly trying to crack my head. And that's like, I feel like that kind of speaks to everything that we've been talking about for however long we've been doing this. And I guess uh, I just, I was just curious, like over the course of, over the course of your career, which is like a handful of years old at this point, and you're like, people know who you are and you kind of have an established like ethos, like, like, do you kind of feel like, how do you feel like this particular approach Cause it's a good approach. And like, how do you feel this particular approach has benefited you as you've kind of like continued to create music over the course of these last, like, cause, cause like that interview happened in 2020. So like, it's been like a year and change. So like, how do you feel you've kind of applied? Like, like, how do you feel that's applied to you over the course of the last like year and change? If it has at all. Uh, it kind of just reinforced like, uh, my persistence but never feeling like uh i'm too good to revisit something and which which is kind of like during the course of this quarantine it's doubled down and manifested itself in like this sort of like returning to basic sort of thing where i kind of just sit with things that i always wanted to sit with or things that i have sat with that i feel like deserve another go around and i just keep myself really really uh sensitive to anything that can can stimulate something like positive in my head and that kind of has me um reducing my um like it's weird i i want to say like i recalibrated how i assess things like i, I regressed myself i kind of try to look at things as if i was like a child I try to let myself really be, I take myself back to that raw enthrallment and engagement, but like how that would be compromised by the lack of an attention span. I now reapply the developed attention span and I try to just see if I can just absorb everything of utility. And 
that's that's really the thing that I'm like really just on right now, like utility. I'm not really trying to do anything that's not necessary. And mm. I'm trying to get better at doing things that are necessary at that. So it's like this whole thing, I'm just, I'm applying that to my, I'm applying that to myself in a sense where it's like, I'm, I'm kind of like trying to, not trying to, I'm tuning myself up and I'm just, there's a lot of hours in the body shop of mm. like, like with my mental schematics, as far as like what type of content I'm taking in, what parts of it appeals to me and why it does. Like I'm like, I, like I took this shit to finish. Like I'm finally, like I had this fucking 375 page shit, whatever. Like I've been reading um Marcus Aurelius's meditations like on and off for the last mm. couple months. I, I had the PDF and like, I'm I, like, I'm taking the time to finish that and then like springboard it into the other things that I wanted to do. Then at times it's like, there are certain skills that I wanted to like get, whether it be like uh, socially or otherwise, or how to navigate certain things. Like I'll take that time to go uh, revisit the the things that I, that I feel like are gonna inform that. So whether that be like the interview or something like that. Like basically, so the short answer to what you're saying what you're asking is I've just taken this time since I've said that to edit the hell out of myself. Mm. And because it's like something that I feel like will forever be true for me, at least uh, like shout out to anybody else that feels fully fleshed out, but I'm a constant work in progress. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I'm getting really comfortable with that. But not letting that come, not letting that comfort breed some sort of like complacency, right? Because there's a difference between those two things for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like, I don't. Yeah, like I don't think there's anybody out there who would even, or or like, let me not say that because I'm sure there are people who think they're you know fully formed and all that shit. But yeah, I agree. At least like, every like I feel like everyone's a work in progress, and like if you're not learning, you're not living. You know, like it's you're just kind of like you like being stuck at a certain age you know like you're like 50 years old but still thinking like you were when you were 22 like if you're still thinking you know like if you're still thinking like that fully like obviously there are certain things like foundational things and like moral principles that you like need to and and just like general like things that have kind of like informed your personality that should be there but like if you but like if you see like Growth is cool. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Growth is cool. Growth is cool. And it never, it shouldn't ever stop if you're like really living the way that you want to live. I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak for anybody else because I can't really do that. But, uh, you yeah, know, growth is just cool. And seeing you be so uh, committed to growth is dope because, you know, like that's that's what makes the music interesting is like that growth especially seeing uh... i guess a more literal thing is like now every time i think of something that i want to get into if i would have procrastinated i try to like expedite that procrastination phase and i try to get it like that's that's why i jumped into the sopranos like like i've completely i've completely removed the, the the like the borders the blocks on where i think growth or 
something useful to my development as a person or framework can come from. So it's like, I'll watch this show that has good dialogue or this film, or I'll listen to this podcast. Like, I'll, like, I'll, like I had a little phase where I was just uh, like, I ran through a lot of Mike Tyson's podcasts. <laughs> Mike Tyson's perspective and the way he navigates things is, is very interesting to me. And it's like, yeah, so it's, you don't know where it's at. You don't know where that, that next uh, notch or that node to uh, any type of advancement of your own being is. So not don't look at everything uh, naively, but um, stay open to the potential that all of these things can inform. And yeah. That's it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Who's playing Overwatch over there right now? Because I've been hearing fucking <laughs> my, my my shorty's playing Overwatch right now. That's that's fire. Shout out to her. Who's she main? Uh Diva. That's what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> Most people I know who play Overwatch main Diva. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Zenyatta person myself. Oh, thanks. I used Soldier <laughs> 76. I just started playing this shit like this month. <laughs> So yeah, no. So, Soldier Soldier's a great character. He's also a good place to start because he's like the most like his shit really feels like a like he feels like a Call of Duty character, and yeah. then everybody else is so different that like yeah, everybody else they get hectic, man. I don't understand but, mechanics, man. All these beams and and, I, and these people. And there's no fucking there's no uh focus. Like that shit fucks me up. Like you just gotta press R two, and I'm like, nah, man. Like at least GTA, you see how you get the whole R two, and there's like a sort yeah. of lock. Like, see, okay, Soldier doesn't have that, but a lot of other people do. Like, um, uh, like, um, Widow does. Uh, I think Ash does. Like all the sniper care, like, like most of the sniper characters have like a focus or like That's a stare down the. Cause I'm not a good sniper. Yeah, mm, yeah. Nah, I feel it though. There have been times playing soldier where I really want to be able to like aim down the iron sight, but I just can't. And it's like, uh, but nah, I feel it. <laughs> um, yo, son, this was dope. Like, thank yes. you, man. Like, nah, thank you. Yeah, like this is, this is, this is like a, this is like a really interesting. This, this is just a dope conversation, and just like we went so many places and. Yeah, like I was, I was like really afraid that I wasn't going to be prepared for this one for some reason. And like, it's just like, we've been talking about doing one of these for so long. And yeah, like, I, I, I was just afraid, but now nah, this turned out, this turned out fire. So thank you, man. Like for real. The pleasure is mine, bro. And it's like, yo, congratulations again on this endeavor. And you know, you, you body in it. Legendary shit, bro. You a goat. You already know it. You already know you the one. So it's like, just, just keep at it. I'm having my di- I'm having my distance to the target every time, bro. So thank you. Like that really means the world. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One. <laughs>